Hey guys and welcome back to Cat Eye Podcast. My name is Brody, and it has been a while. I think it's been like two or three weeks since I last put out my uh, most recent episode, which I believe was on mental health as well. So kind of a heavier one to leave off on. But uh, speaking of mental health, I was just kind of going through it. I also took a bit of a break for myself, um, which was kind of really needed. <laughs> um, and it's been sort of a bit of an up and down roller coaster over the last few weeks. Um, I'm in Australia, so coronavirus things are kind of, they're not under control, I guess, but like, cause it never is like, how can you guarantee anything? But it's definitely like, we're doing really well. Um, we've got like very small, if any amount of cases and, um, traveling is sort of allowed. Um, so we're, we meet a couple of friends. Uh, we all went away for a week, um, which we went up to Apollo Bay, which if you live in Victoria and you haven't been there, like not to swamp my destination, but also like it's beautiful up there. It is like a little bit on the colder side compared to like the city, um, but it's just so pretty, so quiet, so nice. Um, I just feel like every time I go up there, like my mind just refreshes, which is really <laughs> helpful. We go up there like every, I think it's, this was like the sixth or seventh year that we've all, uh, gone away, um, together. It's like an annual thing that we all do. We're all friends from high school and it's like, it's really nice, obviously like every year to have this thing to look forward to. Um, and we were very fortunate, obviously that we still got to do that. Um, because obviously we weren't sure if we were going to, and actually we had, um, like a mini, I guess, outbreak of the UK variant of COVID that happened, um, through a couple of the hotel systems that we have in place for quarantining and went into like a five day lockdown the week before we went away. So we were very much like, are we, or are we not going to get to go? And thankfully everything cleared up and we were able to go, um, basically as expected and planned. Um, so we're very, very fortunate, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was really, really nice to be able to get away. Uh, we like where we were staying, we backed onto a paddock that had like seven cows and we gave them all names and it was just so lovely to get up every morning and just be like within this fresh air, like fresh country air, like smelling cows, which I mean, I find cow and like just farm smell in general, just to be like the best smell. Like it literally just like, I think releases like happy like hormones like I don't know <laughs> I can't think of the name though but like you know what I mean like it just oh makes me feel great um so yeah so that was really nice I did try to pat them but they didn't want to be my friend they were kind of scared so that was a bit of a bummer um but yeah otherwise it was a really good time um in saying that though I definitely found that with going to therapy and I've heard this um through a couple of people that it can do you can sort of go through a real, like, I mean, obviously you're not feeling great if you're going to see someone, like maybe things aren't going, you know, as good as you would hope. Um, but I've heard before that it can tend to do like your mental health can kind of take a bit of a plummet, um, particularly in the early stages, just as you're like, because you're sort of happening to come to terms with things that you've sort of been trying to maybe suppress or maybe weren't aware are as bad or um, harmful to yourself as you're aware of. Um, so that, yeah, that awareness to the negative, um, aspects of your mental health or negatives in your life that you've been trying to ignore, um, obviously you're happening to come to terms with them to try and move forward from it and coming to terms with all of those things can, um, obviously cause you to take a bit of a lull. 
which I feel like I'm kind of in that a bit at the moment um, where I'm just sort of like the real acknowledgement of how bad things probably have gotten for me at least um, is really sort of right there. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I did definitely like those issues followed me whilst I was away. So there was a lot of great aspects, but I definitely had these not so good aspects. I tried to sort of keep it a bit more private because I don't want to really like uh, make anyone feel uncomfortable or put like a downer on the trip because obviously like this is a trip for everyone, not just me. So um, I sort of tried to do it more between myself and Harry just so it was a little bit more private as well. I don't want it to be all about me either. Um, and, you know, as I said, otherwise it was fairly positive. Um, but I think that's just important to be aware of that you can't, again, it's like a non-running away thing. Like once you're aware of these issues or even if you're not, like they follow you. It doesn't matter if you go away. It doesn't matter if you move states, whatever. Like if you're not okay, it, you have to deal with it because they're just not going to disappear because you've decided that you don't want to deal with it for a while or that you're over it or whatever. Um, didn't really intend to go into that, but here we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had that um, sort of, I think we went away for about nine days or something like that. And then I took an extra week off of work just to have some time um, being at home, just with uh, myself, Harry, and just being able to do kind of like whatever I wanted. Like uh, I was on holidays from uni, so I didn't have to worry about work or school or anything. It was like a no pressure time to just do whatever I wanted, which I did find that in particular did seem to help a little bit just in the way of like, I could really relax because I wasn't feeling this pressure of like, oh, I have to, you know, like talk to anybody if I don't want to, or, you know, I don't have to do an activity. I can just sit at home. If I want to do some gardening with my houseplants, I can do that. Or if I just want to literally veg out and watch TV all day, I can do that too. And like, there's no pressure. No one, you know, can stop me from doing that. And that aspect of it, I did feel really helpful. However, um, in saying that, we actually had like the worst, I guess, welcome home you could ever possibly have. Um, I mean, not to say that there aren't worse. It couldn't, it could have gone more worse, I suppose, if that's, that's probably not very good English, but it could have been worse. But uh, this was still pretty freaking bad and like definitely not helpful in terms of how things are at the moment. Um, but basically I had... Uh, my mom was coming in every day to like feed my animals, make sure everyone was alive and okay and everything like that, um, which was great. And Forrest was very appreciative. Apparently he was like giving her hugs and stuff like every day. So he was very helpful, happy about it. But um, we got home that day um, and we checked on everybody. Everyone looked pretty much okay. Like we had, as I said, we were only away for like nine days. And I think like two of them were like half days. Cause we obviously had to drive up there and drive back. So we weren't away for that long. Um, but it was just, yeah, we just checked everybody. We sort of st settled down. It's a really like, it's a long drive. I think we ended up being like four or five hours between like when we left and finally got home. So like you kind of exhausted and especially cause like Harry can't drive, which ugh, annoys me to no end. Um, but doing it all yourself like I mean you just feel tired and it takes like a lot of I feel like mental like I don't know it's just mentally exhausting um to be focusing for that long um and I've like driven for a few years so like I'm not inexperienced but it just it does like anyone that drives knows what I'm talking about so we got home nothing was looking out of place we were all really happy with everything plants were all alive like really happy with it 
um, sat down and my fish that I've had for two years, Sven, my anal fish, which if you follow me on uh, my Instagram, you've probably seen some pictures of him because I love him. He took off like up into the tank. I've got a glass tank that he's in and he just like knocked himself out against the roof of the tank basically. Like I heard this bang, I looked over and then I just saw him like upside down, like floating down the tank and I was like, we've been home for 20 minutes. Like if you've just killed yourself as we get home, like I'm gonna be crushed. Cause I like, I genuinely really love this fish. I think I've talked about him before as well in some other episodes. Like he's like a dog, like he recognizes me when I'm at the computer, he's with me the whole time just watching me. If I grab the food out, he gets all excited and like sort of like can't sit still kind of look to him and he follows you around. Like he's really, as far as fish go, I think he's a really like personable little fish. Um, and as I said, I've had him for a couple of years, which yeah, like I'm attached to this fish and he's like the main reason I still have a fish tank. Cause to be honest, like it is a lot of work. It's 130 liters. I think that comes out to about like 30 gallons or so. Um, so it's not like the biggest tank ever, but it's still a lot. And especially when we've got the other creatures, like I do find it takes a lot of effort when I'm like doing a lot of other stuff. I'm like, Oh, I can't really be bothered to clean it. Obviously I am cleaning it. I'm looking after them, you know, all that sort of stuff. But if it wasn't for him, I'd almost consider getting rid of it altogether and just like being like, I'm done with fish for a while. Um, but I love him. So <laughs> I keep it going. And I was honestly like, it crushed me to see this happen. And I mean, Anyone, I've had angelfish before and I've had one that has jumped out previously and him himself, like he does just do these little like nose dives out of the water and back in again, but they just usually make like a little ripple or a bubble in the water. Like it's not usually that bad. You just hear a little whoop and you're like, okay, he just did a little hop. Um, but yeah, this time he just went, I guess, a little bit too high or too excited, whatever happened, or he got spooked by one of us walking past. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, just whacked his head and I was sort of watching him because I genuinely, I've had one do it before, um, not an angel fish, a separate fish that I had that I was actually, I was quarantining it. Um, and it just dived up to the roof of the thing, knocked itself out and did actually like end up killing itself from it. So I was like pretty heartbroken. I was like, this is just not the way I wanted this to go. <laughs> so, um, I was watching him and he, I have like this bit of driftwood in there and he sort of floated down and onto that. And I just was watching him just to see if he was breathing and his gills were moving, but like very sort of slow, not his normal pace and like kind of not a nice rhythm. And I was like, okay, this isn't great. Like, sh like, what do I do? I was trying to get Harry to quickly look up like what to do if your fish looks like knocks himself out unconscious. Cause I was like, what's like, should I put him into like a mini hospital tank? Should I like just not touch him and leave him do his own thing? Should I pick him up? Like what, you know, is he just going to die? Like, what do we do? And I ended up making the decision because at this stage he was still like kind of upside down. And I was like, I just feel like if you're knocked yourself out, like being upside down probably isn't going to help. So I made the decision to put my hand in there and very gently sort of hold him in the right position. Um, and just, yeah, holding him there so that he could start like hopefully coming back, having the water run over his gills um, being the right way up and everything like that and bring him back. So, uh, I, and they're like, he's sort of, he is quite big. And the thing is, he is quite spooky though when you go in the water. Like he doesn't like being touched. I've never actually touched him before in my life. Not that you should go and touch your fish, but he doubts from you. Like whenever we clean the tank, he gets so stressed because he just hates things being in there and moving around. So, um, 
yeah, I wasn't like, I didn't love the fact that I had to hold him because I knew that it would be stressing him out on some level, but I also didn't want to put him in anything else or try and catch him. And if I was going to catch him, I was going to grab him with my hand anyway. Um, so I just figured I'll just hold him in my hand and I had him sort of like, obviously if you know angelfish, they're flat, they're just like a big disc basically with some fins. So I kind of had my hand in a way that was sort of holding him in the right way, not pressing against any of his fins. Um, and then I sort of had my hand, like, I guess like kind of like a claw signed kind of a look to it, like how a human like makes their hand looks if they're trying to pretend they have claws, kind of like that sort of shape. And then against the glass of the panel so he couldn't really go anywhere and he couldn't fall out to the side he was just sort of forced in this upright position with the water flowing over him not too close to the filter obviously because he didn't want to be like extreme but just enough that he could be upright and couldn't you know freak himself out out of my fingers and then whack himself or anything like that like I felt like that was the safest thing to do um and over probably about 10-15 minutes he started being a bit more aware of his surroundings his breathing became a bit more normal um, he was moving his fins and like sort of trying to move around a little bit. I had a couple of testers where I like released my grip a little bit just to see what he would do. And he sort of started to do a bit of an awkward motion. So I would hold him again. And eventually he seemed like he wanted to swim and he seemed like he was able to handle that. So I thought, you know, I don't want him to be awake and then freaked out by my hand. So I'd rather let him go now and then just see what he does. Like, I don't want to stress him out any more than he already probably is. And ended up letting him go. He kind of somewhat went to the ground, but he did. He was still upright and he was still breathing. So then we thought, okay, we'll just be really careful when we walk past there not to stress him. We'll just leave him and the fates will decide what happens to him. And he's actually, he's still alive. That was um, about two weeks ago now. And he's actually doing really well. We were, I was pretty terrified for a while. The next, like he looked like he was coming pretty good over the course of the night. And I was like, okay, like, you know, fish are fragile, this still might change, but it's looking pretty positive. The next morning I came out and he was under the filter and I was like, oh my God, he's dead. Like, that's so bummer. Like, I'm just, I'm so upset. <laughs> like, I really, I thought he was doing so well. I moved the filter in the idea of like, I'll get him out. And I actually have this idea with him that I'd like to put him in sort of like a formalin solution so that I can like kind of keep him forever because that's like, that's how much he means to me. Like, I really love this fish. Um, and so I had this idea like, you know, okay, well I'll get him out from the filter and I'll pop him in the freezer in like a frozen thing of water just to keep him until I can get all the supplies to like make him into a formal jar. And as I went to lift the filter up, he like swam out and I was like, oh my God, this like he's still alive. Who knew? And, uh, he was like looking a little bit worse for where he's like, oh God, I can't think of, I think it's pectoral fins. The little, like the like ones that they use as their hands. Um, I guess is the best thing I can think of. There's like a couple of bits that were like sort of torn there where it's since, um, actually seems to be healing and growing back, which fish do heal their fins. Thank God. Um, and where he already had like a bit of his, um, ventral fin, uh, that was already like had a little bit from like months ago that was just a little bit of a tear that tear is like a little bit more open, but it was already healing before that. So I think that'll heal in time as well. And he's been doing, as I said, really, really, really well. So I think he'll be okay, but that was a lot. Um, and so you're like, okay, well, big deal. Like your fish knocked itself out and it's totally fine. Like that can't be the worst thing that happened on that day. And it actually was not. <laughs> um, so that all happened. And I think just as we finally had let him go, we're letting him do his own thing. And we're like, okay, 
that was kind of a nightmare, but, you know, he seems to be okay for now. We'll just let the fates decide and, you know, let's just relax. By this point, we'd maybe been home for an hour. We get a knock at the door and I'm thinking, okay, it's probably like one of my neighbor because I, you know, as I said, I've lived in a row of apartments. So I thought it was probably just my neighbor joking to be like, oh, you're back, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, Harry answered the door shirtless and it was a realtor being like, oh, hi, I'm here for your inspection. And we're like, what? Because we rent. And I was like, sorry, um, like we've just got back home from being on holiday. Like I had no idea you were coming today. And she's like, oh, well, I sent you an email. And I was like, well, I, I didn't get it. Like I had no idea you were coming. And the problem was they actually sent me a text the week previous on, I think it was a Tuesday that they were going to be coming on the Thursday um, to do a house inspection. I called them straight away and I was like, look, we're not home. Like I'd really rather do it when I'm back. I'll be back, you know, next week. If we can start it from the Tuesday of next week, anytime after then, like that's fine. And she was like, yeah, 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 no worries. I'll send you an email. And I thought, okay, no worries. I hadn't received an email, so I thought, okay, well, I'm home on Monday, so the Tuesday I'll, I'll call them back and be like, what's the go? And cause she was like, oh, you know, I haven't even organized what's happening with March yet, so I'll probably be able to fit you in somewhere there. And I'm like, great. Monday was the 1st of March, just FYI. <laughs> so like, she literally was just like, bang, you can be in March. Um, and so she's like, you know, oh, well, and to, I must say her attitude, I wasn't like a huge fan of, like she was almost blaming me. Like I should have known about this email. And she's like, oh, well, you know, when we spoke on the phone last week, you know, I said, if you didn't, you know, that if I didn't hear anything, um, that I thought it would be fine. And I was like, I don't remember that conversation. And also if you send me an email, where was the follow-up text that I got last week saying just a reminder that we'll be having a house inspection. Like I got literally nothing. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I can come back if you like, but you know, I'll just, I can put down that you just got back from holiday and stuff like that. And I was like, mm, yeah, you can. And then I thought, you know, it looks probably pretty bad to be like, no, don't come in here. Like we weren't ready for you. I was like, and I kept saying, you know, I was like, the house doesn't look good. Like we've just got home. We haven't been here for over a week. Like, you know, it just, it's not in a good condition. I don't want them to think that I'm leaving it this way. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I was like, okay, it's going to look too weird if I throw her away because then it looks like I'm hiding something. So then I was like, fuck it. I guess you can just come in and see the place. And it looked like trash. Also, not to be like sounding like I'm doing the wrong thing. It is legal to have pets in Victorian homes as a rental now. Like they can't not allow you to have pets basically unless it's like on a historical site or something like that um or like clearly unethical like I couldn't have a horse in my apartment they could clearly say no to that that would be fair enough but um I hadn't listed that I had my rats and so she's coming in here and I've got obviously my two rat cages there and I was like oh god like <laughs> this is a lot of stress um and then just the whole situation of the house the way that it looked everything I was just like I'm so not prepared for this it looks like crap there's litter everywhere from the rats throwing it out bags and shit everywhere like it was just we hadn't cleaned anything because we were like we're going to be going away like we'll do it all when we come back because again we're going to be back for a week it was just a nightmare and she the whole time I was like you know I'm sorry I feel like it smells I feel like it looks bad like we just haven't been she's like no no it's fine you know and the thing is I have been here for like I think this is like the third year I've been here so it's not like they don't know what to expect from me um, it's more just that, and like, I've always kept it clean. I've always paid my rent on time. Like I'm a good tenant as far as that goes. Um, but I was just like, this is just going to be the end of it. Um, but I was hoping that like maybe my previous, like, 
good stuff would be enough to tie me over and it seemed to be okay. She was really nice in the end. She ended up being like, oh, you know, like, I wouldn't be worried about it. Like, we've had no problems with you in the past. Like, I think you'll be fine. So far, I haven't heard anything, so I think it's okay. But that was just, like, a level of stress that I just, like, could not handle. Like, it was just a lot. Um, and then, anyway, after that, we finally did manage to calm down, had some dinner, were relaxing, and the two, our two older rats of the four of them, Chester and Louie, we had seen Chester. He'd come out pretty much straight away to see, like, to say hi to us when we got home. Uh, but Chester, the other one, he, and he's like even more friendly than Louie and he hadn't come out, which I thought was kind of strange for him. So I, and like my mum had never reported anything bad about the rats or anything. So like, it wasn't like I was particularly worried or whatever. Uh, but it got to about probably just before 10 o'clock and I was like, I still haven't seen him like out and about. This seems unusual for him. And that was like maybe like six hours then, but we'd been home and I hadn't really seen him. And I was like, this seems odd. Like, I don't think he's just sleeping. I just want to check and make sure that he's okay. Um, and I looked in the houses. I found which one he was in and he was just kind of like, he poked his head out, but he wouldn't come out. And I was like, maybe he's like scared of me, but I feel like this is odd behavior for him. Cause like he's more, you know, more of a confident rat than Louis is. And Louis had no problem. So I was like, it seems weird that he would be too scared to come out of his house. So we got into the house, we were able to get him out and he sort of made like a little bit of a squeak when we picked him up and I was like, oh, I'm not like super happy with that. We got him out on the couch and we just sort of watched him and he didn't look like he was really that keen on walking. Um, like he was sort of moving his front feet but not really moving his back feet and I didn't love that because to me that's like maybe there's a spinal issue going on. Um, and like my rats, like any sort of rats if you've got them they like have little like wrestle matches and play fights and stuff like that and Louis in particular can be a bit of a bully and on the odd occasion if they lose their footing or something they can slip from like one of the higher stories and fall down then I've never had a problem with them by the way like it's fine they usually just like don't even know they're fallen it's more just like a, oh okay cool I'm down here now like it's fine but I thought oh my god like what if he's fallen and he's like landed in an awkward way and it's really hurt his back or something and now he doesn't want to move so we we're watching him and I think we maybe had him out for five minutes and then he, or maybe it was 10 minutes. It was some, you know, pretty small amount of time between when we got him out and had him on the couch. And anyway, he just started uh, doing this sort of weird, like head jutting behavior. And we were like, this seems odd. And Harry was sort of patting him and half holding him because he's doing this weird thing. And I was just sort of watching it. And then he suddenly started like lifting himself on his hind legs and batting at the air. And essentially he had a seizure right in front of us. Um, luckily, Harry was holding him, so there was no risk of him falling or hurting himself further. Um, and he didn't, he wasn't, you know, trying to bite us or anything, but he did definitely have a seizure probably for about 20 seconds, which, um, as you know, I'm in the vet nursing. I'm a, Well, I am a vet nurse, so I have seen seizures before. So it's not as much of a shock, I suppose, but also like, I hate to see it. To, like, I mean, it's not a nice thing. It's awful with any animal and particularly your own. It's, it's not very nice, but I was also concerned because Harry's never seen um, anything like that before either. And I didn't know how he was going to react to that situation. He was pretty, he coped with it pretty well. Um, but obviously I was like, a seizure is not a good, not a good sign. Um, and particularly in rats, uh, it's really common for them to get tumors and cancers and stuff like that. And uh, once I saw he had a seizure, I quickly did a Google search just to see um, if epilepsy was common in rats. And every time I was trying to search for like symptoms of seizures in rats or epilepsy in rats and all this sort of stuff, 
Uh, a lot of it was related specifically to human medication where they'd done seizure related uh, testing and stuff like that in rats in laboratories for like medications and stuff like that. So there was only maybe one article, maybe two articles that I found that were actually about rat seizures in pet rats. And even then it was like very limited information. So I was sort of able to figure out that the likelihood of it being epilepsy was not high. Um, and during that time, I think it was about five minutes after he had his first one, he had a second one. And we were also debating, you know, do we just hold on to him and take him into like a, a specialist um, exotic animal vet uh, the next day? Or do we take him to an animal emergency center and get them to have a look at him straight away? And during sort of this, you know, trying to research and having that thing, like discussion about what to do next, he had the second seizure. And we were like, right, okay, I don't feel comfortable leaving this overnight. So we decided to go to the emergency center um, and get him looked at and both sort of pretty confident that it was going to be, you know, tumor related. Um, and because that happened so quickly, I mean, even just the emergency center from us is about 10 minutes. And even on that drive in the car, he had a third seizure. So we were feeling pretty confident that he was going to have more while he was in at the emergency center and that the decision was going to be to euthanize him. Um, so we were sort of preparing for that, that we were going to need to youth him, um, which obviously was pretty upsetting because he, he was only, he's only 11 months old. So... Um, you know, he was still pretty young. We thought we were going to definitely have at least another year with him. And he was a really lovely rat. Like his personality, honestly, he was really sweet. Um, so it was heartbreaking, honestly, to see him in that state. And unfortunately with uh, my mother, she just doesn't really like rats. So she kind of, when she was coming in to check on my animals, like she would feed them all, but it wasn't something like she would get the rats out and play with them um, or anything like that. It was kind of just making sure that they had food and water and stuff like that. Um, and it was more so like, giving forest attention and stuff like that, which whilst not ideal, it's better than nothing. And I really don't trust anybody else to take them on because I don't know, it's, it's just a personal thing. There's not really anybody else around that I would trust that I either wasn't going on holiday with or that would come and do it. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't, unfortunately we didn't know how long it would had been going on for. We had a feeling that possibly it had been going on for you know, maybe a day or so, because again, we hadn't been there to see it, but the fact that they were so quick in succession, we thought, what are the chances that just when we happened to get him out that he's having one, although we didn't hear him having any whilst we were home. So not sure. Uh, but basically long story short, he didn't have any more in the emergency center. They just sent him home with, um, a, with some Valium that I can give if he was having another seizure just to calm them down. But their recommendation was, to basically do bloods or a CT scan to figure out what's going on or take him to an exotic vet and see what they recommended because sort of if he's having epilepsy, the only thing he can really do is put them on medication to try and calm the seizures. Um, they also mentioned though, because it was sort of like, it was in quick succession, but he hadn't had any since he'd been at the place. Um, and he was walking around apparently quite normal and stuff like that. He just seemed a little bit sort of lethargic, which is quite common after a seizure. Um, they thought maybe it would just be one of those spur of the moment things where you have like a freak um, spike of seizures and then it never happens again. Personally, I'm of a more realistic standpoint where I was pretty confident that no, it's probably a brain tumor and it's just so happens that he hasn't had any while he's been there. Um, just my understanding of rats, they're fragile creatures. They're so prone to tumors. Um, I just felt like that's probably what that, what it was. Um, 
but we decided to give him a go at home. We had the medication. We put him in a carry cage that was nice and dark. Um, didn't have obviously any floors to it. We just popped a little house in there and some food and water and stuff like that. So it was really nice and easy. We didn't give him a deep water dish either because we just sort of thought if he has a seizure, we don't want him, you know, drowning or anything. God forbid. Um, so we put him in there separately because we didn't want him to be stressed out at all, basically, and or having you know any fights with Louis or anything like that. And we didn't. He we did we we had him. Obviously, we were home all of the next day, and we were watching him, kept an eye on him. He didn't seem to have any all day. He was doing really well. He was walking around. We got him out a lot um, just to check that he was still okay um, and that he was walking and everything else. And we got him out at about, must have been around like 3.30 or so, maybe 4 o'clock. And we got him out and he was doing the best he'd done like since we'd seen him basically the day before. And we were really impressed, actually. We're like, oh, my God, like, he's doing so well. Like, this is, you know, this is such a good sign. Like, and I even I was like, maybe it was just a freak thing. Like, you know, what are the chances? But maybe it is. And we gave him um, some fruits and stuff like that, because with rats, you want them to keep their digestive system moving. It's really bad for them if they stop eating. So we wanted to give him, like, lots of yummy foods and, like, fruits and stuff like that that he would want to eat. And he was, you know, eating them. He jumped on top of the cardboard box that was his little house for the moment and then he sort of fell off the house and we thought that seems not great and then Harry actually because he'd only just put him back in um, and he was still on the ground with the carry cage watching him um, with the door open and as he fell off the house he was like oh that doesn't seem good so he grabbed him out and as he grabbed him out he started having another seizure and I just was like I don't feel like it's right for him to be in this situation. Um, we had tried to get an appointment with the exotic vet, but they were booked out. And then by the time he had that other seizure, we just thought, I don't want to go to the exotic vet at this point. Like, because all they're going to tell me is that it's either a brain tumor, which is what I believe it to be, or that he has epilepsy, which is one, it's highly unlikely that he even has that for a start, but two, the only option is medication. And I just feel like giving a rat medication can be really stressful for them and seizures can be brought on by stress. So I was like, and then again, like they don't live for a, you know, an excessively long amount of time. So I was like, I'm probably only going to get a couple more months out of him. And it's just going to be a sad, stressful life for him to do that, which I just didn't feel like was fair. Harry was on board. He thought the same thing. So we just made the judgment call that the kindest thing for him to do would be to put him to sleep. So that's, we ended up going to my practice and having that, done which was pretty sad um had a pretty good cry about that one because I really did love him he was such a lovely boy um and it was just it was such a, a horrible kind of way for it to happen um obviously I've had rats before so my last two one I think had a tumor somewhere um and he sort of just wasn't seeming quite himself wasn't really eating so I made that call um the one after him, Winks, if you've, again, followed me through a lot of the episodes, you would have heard when this happened. Um, but, yeah, basically just old age arthritis felt it was time. But both of them got to two years old. So I was really quite uh, shocked and saddened by the fact that he was only 11 months old. Um, and that, it, again, it was this sort of seizure activity where it is quite confronting and it's not very pleasant. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty, pretty sad. Um, but we've sort of been trying to really... Um, interact with Louis a lot more and giving him plenty of attention. We're hoping to integrate the two younger boys with Louis. 
um, so that he obviously has some friends because, I mean, we have the three rats there. There's no reason why they couldn't unless they don't get along. Um, but we'd really like for him to have little rat friends. So we're sort of, over the last um, two weeks, been sort of doing this slow process of uh, we've been swapping like one item with each cage to try and get them familiar with scents. Like every day we'll swap one item. Um, and then we've started as well now uh, getting them in sort of a, a, I guess it's like a like a no man's land. Like it's nobody's territory. It's just this pop-up little carry cage type of thing bigger than a carry cage it's sort of like a little um playpen i guess uh which we put all three of them in there and that's been going pretty well they haven't had it really any fights at all they seem to be tolerating each other at this stage um so we're hoping in a few days time that we'll be able to sort of put them in um the same cage and hopefully they'll really get along well and louis will have two new friends um uh, but yeah pretty Pretty shit way to come home with all, all three of them. The fish knocking himself out, the surprise inspection and uh, saying goodbye to our rat who was seizuring. So really not ideal the way that I wanted to come home. It sort of threw me a little bit. But as I said, having that week where I didn't really, I wasn't committed to doing anything, I think helped as well because there was no other pressures to do anything. I could really allow myself to have time to just process what was going on, process Chester's passing um, and move forward, which really, um, I think helped. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty not great. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, another thing, this is obviously not as serious, but I feel like I want to sort of move past that now because obviously that took a bit of a darker turn, but I just feel like I want to be honest with you guys about what's happening in my life and just where I've been, why I haven't been posting, um, and just sort of what's been going on. And again, I, when it's been sort of a period of time like this, I just feel like it's only fair to be like, here's what's going on. Like, I don't know, as I said, I always want this to be more of like a kind of like a chat between friends kind of feel like, um, you know, I've said from the get beginning, I kind of want to be like, you know, if you're in the car or you're at home or whatever, and you just want to be like, I just want to have someone to talk to you, but I don't really feel like I have that chats guys. So, um, yeah, you know, I want you to be involved in sort of a lot of what's going on with my life and just feel like, you know, we really like know each other, you know what I mean? And just being honest and being up to date. So I just feel like I wanted to put that out there. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I, and I mean, that's been the goal from the start as well. It's just having that environment, that community where, you know, you can feel like you're having a conversation with someone, there's someone there. As I said, I always want to have it really interactive um, with you guys where I, you know, as I said, I post out, um, every week I post out the topic that I want to be talking about. So you guys can get involved as well and have your thoughts and opinions, um, on this podcast and expressed and we can talk about them and that sort of thing. They can be anonymous. They can be with your name, whatever you want, because that's what I really want it to be. I want people to feel like they can talk to people. They have a voice. They can, you know, pop their opinions for it. If they've got a great story, have that shared, you know, that sort of environment. That's what I really want to uh, build from going forward. And I mean, I want to have some silly topics and some silly conversations and just, you know, random thoughts. I've had a lot of them, um, previously. And, you know, I just feel like that's, can, that's really fun and it's something different, but I also want to have those more serious topics like the one, you know, discussing mental health or discussing, um, coming from parents who are divorced and, you know, going forward other more serious topics, um, like, you know, fat phobia and weight, because I feel like that, in my case specifically, I really relate to that topic and I feel like I have a lot to um, discuss in that sense. So yeah, I feel like 
And that's what I feel like it is with friends as well. You know, you can have that lighter side where you're just talking about like fuck all and it's just really fun and funny and whatever. But you can also have those more serious topics where it really gets you thinking and involved in other people's opinions. And like, you know, you sort of grow from it and you're learning from it as opposed to just always being like school or work or whatever. Like it's a real in-depth conversation that gets you thinking about like life and things like that. That's sort of real, you know. Um, not that those other things aren't either, but it's just a different sort of aspect. So that's kind of like my goal with that is just to feel really like a, yeah, like a community and having a conversation with someone and just feeling really comfortable about everything, you know, having topics, any topic you want and, you know, not feeling like, oh, well, we can't talk about that because it's, you know, it's not approved or it's negative or it's this or it's that, you know, anything like, you know, obviously I don't want to put hate towards anyone or, you know that sort of thing. Like I'm not about the hate side of things, but I'm open to the discussions. And I think that's what I want to sort of keep doing, grow that audience moving forward. And, um, yeah, just having that community and that, you know, that discussion, I guess, that conversation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't expect to have that in there, but I just really wanted to put that out there that anyone that's sort of maybe newer coming into this can hear that and know what the goal is and know that there's, you know, it's such, it's a mix. And I don't really, I don't like to say what type of podcast this is other than just a discussional type of piece, because I want to be able to talk about anything. I don't want to be secluded in what I can talk about. I'm happy to have people like, you know, guests on or, you know, that sort of thing, uh, you know, having conversations with Harry just to have a male perspective in there and someone else to bounce off with, you know, we even just at home have like really deep conversations about serious issues going on in the world. And I feel like, that's sort of what I want to bring forward amongst also just the silly fun, you know, whatever topics that just, you know, get your mind off of things and like, I want to laugh. So yeah, <laughs> but moving on. Um, another thing that we actually, whilst I was having that week off, um, there's this gardening shop <laughs> that is like amazing. It's almost like an attraction, but it's not, it's just a huge shop. Um, and it has like plants for everything, like just indoor, outdoor ponds, uh, you know, fucking everything, cactus, whatever you're into. Um, and then it also has this section where it's got like shells, fossils, gemstones, like, like bugs that are like in the casings and stuff like that, like everything, like it's so cool. And, um, I had a lot of plants that I was propagating and that I'd grown out that I really wanted to switch into different pots and stuff like that. And so we ended up going to this place. It's called Garden World, by the way. If anyone's in Victoria that wants to go there, it's fab. Um, and ended up picking up a bunch of gemstones as well because I was like, I don't really necessarily believe in all of the effects of them, but I also feel like I have like a little um, ceramic container now next to my where I sit on the couch. Um, that just has a whole bunch of these gemstones because I feel like they probably don't work or at least I don't necessarily believe that they have like the full effects that they say that they have, but also what's the harm in having them next to me? Like it's all very positive, good stuff. Um, so, you know, worst case scenario, they don't work, which I know harmed and best case scenario, they actually help me a little bit. So because they have all these plants and the gemstones there, I thought, uh, I'll just get a couple extras and also I've seen a lot of these um, like rock tumblings on TikTok and I was like there's a couple in there that I'd like never heard of that I was like those look really cool um, so I got a couple of them plus I also uh, I got these soaps one time that had gemstones in them I can't remember exactly what the website was called but basically like as you use a soap a gemstone will appear and then you get to keep it 
Um, and it's supposed to be like good for the mind and the body and cleansing of both, you know, physical and mental states, which, you know, cool. You get a gemstone, worst case, you know. <laughs> so um, I got that a while back and I had them all just sort of sitting in a box. And um, I was just looking through them and there was this one in particular that I really like kind of loved. Like it was just really funky looking. It's called Mossy Agate, which if you haven't seen it before, like you should just Google it because it genuinely looks like moss that's just been encased in like glass or something like that. Like it's so cool to look at. Um, so yeah, I got a couple of them as well. Um, I think the other two I got was like a moonstone and Labradorite, just if anyone cares. Um, but yeah, so we got all of those, um, made a couple of extra, um, terrariums and stuff like that. Like one, my friend, um, Nick, who actually he's been on a podcast episode before he, um, drinks like rum and he tries a lot of different rums. Um, just to like experience them. He's not an alcoholic by any means, just FYI. <laughs> but he had this really cool bottle um, of, I think it was called Kraken Rum. And it looks like something from a pirate ship. Like the bottle looks so cool, like something from, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean kind of looking thing. And I was like, oh my God, can I please have this to make a terrarium? And he's like, yeah, no worries. I was going to throw it out anyway. So I was like, sick. <laughs> and, oh, sorry. I feel like, honestly, God, every time I'm talking, the rats come out and they're like, I'm up from hibernation. Um, but yeah, so we had this bottle and I was like, God, this is so sick. And as I was like, we were cleaning it out and just getting it all fresh for this plant. We realized how small the hole was at the top. And we're like, okay, so our choices for terrarium plants are pretty limited because it all has to get through this tiny little nozzle up the top. And we did manage to find one that was like going to sort of slink into itself to be quite thin, um, but then spread out a bit like a palm tree kind of look to it. And that was a mission to get like the rocks down the bottom and the dirt and then the plant at the end. I was using chopsticks just to try and get everything in there. And I'm still not a hundred percent convinced that it will live, but also it hasn't died yet. And it's been like a bit of about a week and a half. So feeling pretty good. Um, also I've got these, I think it's like a string of dolphins or hanging dolphin plant or something like that. Um, basically it's just a hanging plant, but the leaves look like little jumping dolphins. It's so cute. And if you haven't seen them, look it up. They're amazing. Um, but yeah, I've been propagating that because I bought it like, oh, I'd have to say like close to a year ago, I bought it. Um, and I had it in obviously a really terrible position because it basically all died off apart from these like three little tiny bits of a stem. And I just propagated all three. One took off, um, with some roots. So I just planted that in a small little uh, mug that has like a crack in it. Oh, it was so cool. My mom got this, uh, me this Christmas present, which was just a mug with like this sleeping little black cat sketch on it with like a little rat on the inside. It was so cute, like perfect. Um, and I went to drink a tea out of it one day and I found like it was dripping from the bottom and I was like, oh shit, it's got a crack all the way down it. That's a shame. But I was like, I don't want to get rid of it because it's such a cute mug. And then actually, again, we went to Garden World <laughs> and they had those mugs there by chance. She hadn't actually got it from there. They just so happened to have the same one. And I was like, great, I'll get this one. And then I'll use the other one as like a little pot plant holder because of this crack, it like lets water drain out. So it's like perfect, both to both worlds. I get a cup and a plant holder. And I actually grew um, cat mint in there from a seed and it fully took off, I, it's still going. I think it's been over a year now and it's like a full like hanging bush plant now. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be a hanging plant, but I like, it's taking off. Like it's little, um, like leaves and vines and stuff are just going everywhere. And I had it on the windowsill in my kitchen and it was like just spreading throughout. And I was like, I don't have a, like an outside garden to plant this in. So I just need to come up with another option because I have nowhere to put this huge plant now. 
And next best thing I could think of was just to have it as a hanging plant because it gets it up and out of the way. And as I said, I mean, it's still alive. It's doing really well. So it worked out. Um, but yeah, basically I use this cat mug to grow out the propagated dolphin plant and it ended up doing like it was doing kind of okay but it sort of lulled for a little bit and had like one little growth stem off the original stem so I thought okay like I'll cut that off I'll propagate that as well and then that ended up taking off a little bit and then I planted that as well those two took off again putting out more stems. I mean, this sounds so boring, I feel like, but basically I grew it out. I had heaps of little tendrils off it. Now it's gone wild and I've basically brought this plant back from the dead and I was really proud of it. And I've got it in a pot that wasn't a hanging pot, but I saw this thing on TikTok of how to like use yarn to make it into like a little hanging string for pot plants. And it's worked really well and it's thriving. <laughs> but can I just say, so stressful transferring a plant that you basically brought back from the dead into not only a new environment, because that can shock them, but then also trying to hang a pot that doesn't hang from a technique of yarn that you've never done before. And I was like, holy shit, like, am I going to kill everything? Like, this is so stressful, but everything's doing really well. So that was like kind of a nice positive on top of everything that was really negative. Um, yeah I don't know that might have been super boring for some people but if you're really into plants you get where I'm coming from of like how exciting but also nerve-wracking it is um but yeah and then I just want to add as well um so I've been back to work obviously um because I've been getting back into uni and work and everything this week it's sort of every life's going back to normal and uh unfortunately I've you know things just with my current job basically are exactly as they were before I left. So I'm not feeling super great about staying there. I was sort of considering like, oh, maybe things might've changed in the last two weeks. We had some, not gonna go into detail because this is my job, but there was some things happening, some movements happening. And I thought some changes that would be really positive might've taken place um, because they happened sort of just before I was leaving. So I thought, okay, the two weeks I'm gone, I might've missed a whole bunch of changes that were really good. But, you know, as it turns out, nothing's changed. <laughs> so. Um, I'm kind of in the market for looking for a different job. Obviously, I'm like not this isn't going to be a forever job because my forever job is a psychologist. That's what I'm wanting to do. That's what I'm studying for at the moment. Um, but it's going to be at least another five years or so before I get there. So or at least to the point where I can start like training on the job as a psychologist. So I'm kind of looking for something in the between. And I just don't think I can stay where I am for another five years, I think like mentally it's going to screw me over and just, it's just not a nice workplace anyway. Like even if I was mentally fine, like it's not great. Um, so yeah, trying to look for some new jobs, but that's kind of like taking a little hold at the moment because Harry's doing really well. He's sort of, he was going to do animating, but he's basically completely switched and now he's doing landscaping, which seems like a real 360, but I think it's really good for him. Um, I think it's going to work out really nicely and he's been doing that for the last week. He like it's ridiculous. He was like the last six months he's been trying to get an animation job and I think he got one uh, interview for an internship and he ended up calling up about landscaping because he thought he might like that better. And this one guy was like actually thought he was calling about a job because he put out an ad about it. And uh, when he figured out that Harry wasn't calling about that, because he was just trying to be like, you know, what should I do to get an apprenticeship? What sort of courses do you think I need? Like, da, 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 like all this sort of stuff, just to get some information on where to go forward, because obviously it wasn't something that he had any experience in. And this guy was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for someone. So when are you free? Like, we should meet up and, you know, maybe I can take you on as an apprentice. 
And uh, as of this week, he started a trial day there, went really well. He's worked there the whole week and it basically looks incredibly promising. So I think it was like six months to try and find an interview or six months and all he got was an interview for a maybe internship uh, compared to the landscaping where he literally just called like three people and one of them was like, hey, I happen to be hiring. And then three weeks later, he went for a job trial and then basically has the job. So... I think it's going really well for him and we're basically just seeing um, how that goes because that can sort of determine what I can go into going forward and like what options I can I have um, but yeah so that's really um, that's really exciting it's obviously like moving forward in our lives like we have a kind of plan of what we want to do and where we want to be at and ideally we would like to oh sorry talking too much oh. I feel like that happens. Like I just talk a lot and I either like, and I'm not breathing enough and I either get burpy or I yawn. Um, yeah. So we kind of have this plan where we're like in, in the next sort of two to four years, we'd really like to be able to buy our first home. And the way we got that number, I basically looked at the money that we were making and how much we were able to put into savings every month or how much money we were putting into savings every month. And then was able to sort of go from based on that, how long it would take to get to, you know, a certain amount of money for a deposit and then go from there. And it was looking to be about two to four years would be about the time frame that we could do that in, depending if everything stayed exactly the same, which hopefully it's only going better. Um, and then from there, we could get like a little apartment or something that we could buy. And then, you know, our sort of thing thought was once we buy somewhere, it's not going to be like the first place we buy is now forever home. It's just to get our foot in the door, basically, of the market, because it's so hard to even buy a house nowadays. And I feel like once you've got one, it's a lot easier once you're already in the market to move up than to get your foot in the door. And whilst what we're wanting to buy in terms of our dream house or forever house isn't, you know, super duper expensive the difference between a three hundred thousand dollar house and a five hundred thousand to six hundred thousand dollar house the deposit and everything like that is just like the difference is like ridiculous <laughs> so um it's a lot more it makes a lot more sense for us to be able to buy a smaller house get in the market have that property and then at least you know what we're essentially paying in more or less rent is actually going towards a mortgage payoff which then um you know say again four to five years down the line we've got quite a good amount of the prop property that we actually own as opposed to just spending money to or giving money to some other person where it doesn't actually contribute to anything um, and then by that point hopefully we have enough paid off of the original one bedroom that we can then uh, sell that and the deposit that we get from that is enough to buy our dream house and all of that hopefully will max take about 10 years <laughs> which does seem like a really really long time and kind of puts on hold things like say getting engaged or you know getting a dog or any of that sort of stuff and you know just future plans it takes a you know it is going to take a long time but at the same point 10 years from now we're only like mid-30s so or sort of like early to mid-30s it's not that much of our life together that we have to spend doing this sort of you know in between stuff before we get to our dream place and also you know I'm not even going to finish my course until my early 30s anyway so it sort of works well within the realms of what's happening with us at the moment um, and he'll be in an intern uh, sorry an apprenticeship for four years as well so it's kind of, kind of our life keeps fitting in a way that it sort of it does end up working out and that's like 10 years as compared to probably taking us 20 years to come up with a deposit for the dream house straight off the bat. 
So I feel like it makes a lot more sense to cut that time in half, even though it's 10 years. Um, but at least it seems doable as well, which I feel like that's the hard thing at the moment is like buying a house seems so unapproachable and just something that you can't even begin to think about doing. It seems so difficult to get to. Um, so I feel like this at least gives us that way of being like, yeah, it's going to take a while, but that's if everything stays the same. And both of us aren't making a lot of money when I worked this out, like we weren't making a lot. Um, but we don't have a lot that we buy and that we spend our money on. A lot of it just goes to paying for like our living and then savings basically. Um, so, you know, everything's going the way that it was. It was 10 years, but it can only get better really. And so then obviously that time gets shorter and shorter as well. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of our goals and our plans and him moving forward with the landscaping is going to make things go more smoothly. Hopefully as again, I'll be moving on as well, which will help just in terms of like general enjoyment in life, I think as well. Um, so yeah, that's basically the main updates that we've had so far. There's been some other ups and downs a little bit, but it's a little bit more personal. <laughs> so I'm not probably going to bring that up right now because um, I'm still in the middle of it. But yeah, that's kind of where it's at. Um, this is like a bit of a long episode. So like this is almost like twice the length of my normal ones. I feel like I normally run about 30 minutes and this is kind of gone a while so I probably should wrap this one up <laughs> but I hope that some of this was maybe interesting to you I feel like it's very personal so if you don't care about my life and stuff like that then this probably won't interest you a lot but if you stuck around till this point thank you so much um, I really appreciate it and if you consider uh, following my Twitter or my Instagram that would mean a lot to me obviously gets me out there to a lot of other people that hopefully can see this podcast reach a lot of people um, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast also really helps me out. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, as I said, I leave, um, every week I'll put out a post about what I'm going to be talking about in the next week's podcast. So if you'd like to, um, you know, be part of that discussion and be part of that conversation, have your voice be heard, um, definitely again, give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram, because that's where I upload those to and send me a DM or something like that with regards to the topics and they might be, you know, might be part of the podcast. Um, but otherwise, uh, just <laughs> obviously I probably should mention they're both at Cat Eye Podcast, just FYI, in case you're trying to find them and you're like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, or then just, you know, any comments, topics or questions that you have that you'd like me to discuss in future episodes as well. Um, send me a message on there, comment, anything like that and let me know. Otherwise, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the chats and I will talk to you all later. Bye.